Welcome to the Stronger Than Autoimmune podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Worland. As an autoimmune warrior myself, I understand that day-to-day, even moment-to-moment, living with autoimmunity isn't easy. You're not alone. This podcast is to give hope to living with an autoimmune disease. I will interview individuals living with autoimmune disease along with experts and businesses to help provide knowledge and hope. Before I introduce my next guest, here is an ad that made this podcast possible. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce you to an autoimmune warrior, Christabel. She went from smoking, alcohol, and staying up late to creating a more balanced lifestyle because her body didn't give her an option. After having a lupus-induced stroke, she decided it is time to change. In Malaysia, Cristobal had no support in her lupus journey. So now it's her mission to give lupus a voice by creating community through shared experiences. So let's get started. Well, nice to have you on the show, Crystal Bell. Is that how you Thank say Thank you for it? having me. Yeah, okay. that's how you say it. Right now. Okay. And where are you connecting me? Connecting from? Um, I'm currently based in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Yeah. Have you been? To- I've never been. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's it's yeah. about thirteen hours um, ahead, yeah. right? It's yeah, Sunday. It's, yeah, wow. it's um, sun. It's Saturday night still. Saturday night. Me, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, it's Friday morning. No, it's Saturday, Saturday morning. morning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, amazing how we can connect. Yeah, it's so, so, it's so weird how like time works. Yeah. 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 So I want to thank you for taking time out of your night and yeah, no speaking worries. with us. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me too. Yeah. Absolutely. I think your story yeah. is one that we definitely need to talk about and have shared. And if you don't mind me asking, um, I know you got diagnosed at 23. Would yeah. you mind sharing some symptoms or signs of what your okay. body was telling you? Um, so I don't know. It's kind of weird how it happened. Cause I've always had, like, I've always been prone to like rashes and like skin allergies and stuff. Like since I was maybe like eight years old or yeah so I would develop all these like rashes like articaria I don't know the name of it yeah and like I wouldn't say it's like hives but yeah just similar like a similar um yeah um so I, I take those symptoms like as signs actually from when I was young but but then it just like disappeared as I got older and um new symptoms started to like to surface like um I would get migraines really bad migraines that I had to take like painkillers for and then um um I was always like really thirsty and I I thought that was normal but um yeah when I like compare myself to my friends uh like after let's say like uh, we call it physical education like PE yeah so after class I would be exhausted but I could still like make it it's just um, the amount of like water I drink it, compared to to my friends. It's just it's just not really 
it's a bit abnormal for uh, yeah for somebody so your people. age yeah yeah exactly and I was like maybe 15 when I my yeah and I was really a yeah just a normal kid um, pretty active and like sports and like basketball and just normal activities yeah 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 so, those so all these things. signs were kind of telling me like now that I think about it I look back and I'm just like yeah actually these are like really uh, common signs of like your body is like fighting off something that's in you so it's kind of like a an existing like chronic seed inside your body or something that's always always has been there that's what it feels like yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's it's quite amazing if you look in hindsight all these your body's been telling you these to be aware and caution caution and yeah flashing these red lights and it's not until you step back and realize, oh wow, I've I've had these warning signals for quite some time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and just to be clear, you had a stroke because of lupus, and yeah, I did. Yeah, and, and perhaps like because of my lifestyle, and also yeah, yeah. At the time, I was. Um, um, when you're growing up in, because I grew up in Jakarta, Indonesia, so that's, I'm not sure if it's a good thing, like, um, they don't, they don't check for ID or anything, so you can start, like, you can, like, get a pack of cigarettes or, like, alcohol when you're, like, 10 years old, they won't even check you, they just want your money, oh, wow. so when you grow up in, a like, a third world nation, like, I guess, uh, yeah, there's no control, and there's no yeah, you can just, you just have to free too much freedom. So you kind of just like, uh, exploit it. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, you exactly grow up what I faster did. than you should have. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And so all those like partying days all too early. And, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it caught up with you. Yeah, for sure. And did you notice any symptoms before you had the stroke that you Oh, before remember? the stroke? Mm -hmm. uh, this was like uh, about six years ago, this uh, stroke. Um, yeah, uh, for this one, this was, uh, I felt like really confused. And I was like, what is this brain fog? It's just like constant brain fog. I, like day after day, I wake up to the same kind of hit, like heaviness in the head and like major like migraines. And it was like for the whole day. So, and then I'd just be really thirsty. And my left shoulder started to feel like really heavy. So when I was driving, like I just started to, like my coordination, it just started to like not work together with like my body. It just felt separate. I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, but um, I felt like my left arm, my left side of the body was detached from like my brain or something. Oh, wow. Like, I couldn't it control like it. Numb. Yeah. Yeah, it was like really, yeah, numb, numb to it, yeah. <laughs> so it was like numb, I couldn't feel it. Some, sometimes I would like hold something on my left hand. For example, you give me a pen, I'll just hold a pen. And then it would just like, it would just like slip off my fingers because I can't, I have no control of like, I can't grasp it. Yeah. It's so weird, yeah. So it's um, very scary. Yeah, it happened when I was in Jakarta actually. So I was like, 
yeah, what is this? You know, I don't I have no idea what's going on in my body and I'm driving and like my vision started to like blur, like be blurred out. So I couldn't see properly. I didn't know if the, there was a divider on the road or if that was a flat ground, like I couldn't tell the difference. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that that's when it got really dangerous for me to drive. And I started like scratching the car and like bumping into like, thank God, like not people, you know, it's just like, so then I just like, I realized I'm like, I need to stop driving. I need to check out um, something like there's something wrong with me and I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. It's like so hard to explain. I tried explaining to my mom, my sisters, but they're just like, oh, I think you just like drank too much, you know? Like, I think, you know, maybe you like smoke too much or something, you need a break. I'm just like, no, no, this is, this is, a, it's a off feeling. I feel like there's just like something's not working in my body. Like something's, yeah. Yeah. So uh, true enough, uh, I came to Kuala Lumpur because the, medical care here is much better than in Indonesia mm-hmm. so um the doctors were like they, they tested me they did a ran a blood test and uh, yeah then I was tested lupus positive so I was what is lupus I don't even know what lupus is oh wow yeah and um yeah so oh wait how... sorry 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 this is the the, stro- the stroke sorry yeah um, yeah. yeah so lupus positive plus uh, I had they ran an MRI on my brain and I had three blood clots um, one on the occipital lobe which is which governs like the vision and that sector and uh, and the others uh, one covering like coordination and um, yeah just uh, other parts of my brain so it's definitely affected my coordination, my memory slightly, not entirely, but yeah. It sounds like you really listened to your body and went to go get help, seek help, because if you would have listened yeah. to everybody else, everybody's like, oh, you're, you're fine, just just rest. You really yeah. took time. Yeah, and I'm, said, I'm no. thankful to myself like back then. <laughs> I'm like, that's the one thing you did properly. Like, at least you <laughs> made the right decision at that time. Yeah, because I felt like I was gonna die or something. Yeah. So you got all this information all at once. You were, you had a stroke, and then they ran more blood tests, and that's when they told you after that yeah. that you, okay, they're like, you oh, here's your MRI results. You have three blood clots, and yeah, and you have also kidney, uh, not failure, but like a stage four uh, chronic kidney disease. So that's part of lupus nephritis. So that's when my lupus became lupus nephritis. Mm. Yeah. You slow down. Yeah. Yeah. You've gone through a lot and to have all that given to you, like you said that you, it was over the years, but was any information given to you when you said that, oh yeah, you have lupus with, you know, what were the next steps that they gave you? Yeah, they just, okay. So my, I was seeing a rheumatologist at the time and she just said, okay, you have lupus and what I need to do is give you a prednisone. So I took steroids for, um, since the beginning of my lupus journey. And um, yeah, just like uh, steroids, what else did I take? Some calcium to kind of like balance out the steroids. 
months and yeah that's about it but I felt like it wasn't enough like the prednisone was not like enough to protect to to suppress the the lupus activity in my system I felt like I needed more but the doctor just said no no I think like uh, 5mg would be fine for you to oh wow keep. yeah I was just like that's really low in my that head is... and I'm not sure about steroids but okay 5mg it is it didn't warn me about like the possibility of lupus nephritis like when I heard lupus nephritis I was like what is that I had no idea that it could even spread to my kidneys at that time yeah yeah so all this you're learning you're taking the medication listen to the doctors how did you take care of yourself after the stroke what was given Um, to you or what was the treatment like um, after the stroke, um, I did some physiotherapy. So, um, like, I practiced a lot with my left side. I had to, like, yeah, they would just make me use my left my left arm. And I would just pull, uh, like, check out the strength of, like, my my push and my pull. And, and just, like, uh, if I can feel it, if I can, like... Uh, if there's also an if I'm accurate at it as well at the same time. Okay. Like the amount I want to push, like, am I pushing hard or is it just like, am I still numb to yeah the strength? Yeah. But after some time, it was just like, I felt like I could just do it at home and, and I needed to work my brain more. So I need to like fold towels and uh, wash dishes and stuff. These are things like occupational activities I should be doing. I felt and I was not doing at the center so I just I stopped the physio uh, with the therapist and I just started to do it at home so I just uh, created my own like occupational therapy every day I would do like different things dishes um, yeah sometimes cooking but yeah at that time it was a little risky for me because I was still like really fogged up and I don't know, my brain fog was so heavy. I, um, I didn't even want to use my phone for like six months. I, I couldn't, I didn't even answer all my friends like, and could like get myself together. Yeah, it sounds like you were, you were depressed. Yeah, that's when the depression like kicked in. I was like, I can't drive. Like usually I'll just go for a drive to escape things, but this time I, I just couldn't drive. I, I couldn't I couldn't see properly. I couldn't like feel properly. So yeah, a lot of things was hap- like they were all happening at once. So I just like I just felt like I should just like shut down and just try to like gather myself and just like study what's going on in my body and then before I can talk to someone, let's let's say, because I didn't know, I didn't even know what to say. Like, mm-hmm. how do I explain? Like, I'm depressed, so um, I couldn't talk to the doctors. I I knew I knew that already, so I scratched them out of the list. I couldn't really talk to my friends yet because I was not ready to get emotional with them. I don't want them to get emotional with me, and people tend to do that sometimes. So, what did yeah, help what, you get through all this? Um, so like as time went by, like. Uh, well, family, family for sure. Like they, they were really supportive. I'm super lucky that I have my sisters and my mom with me. Um, 
even though they don't understand but yeah just them being just being around them being around family it helps you know because I, I felt like I had a pillar to lean on even though I didn't I didn't have to say anything you know I could just be silent and, uh, and just be myself and get through this alone somehow with my yeah so yeah. um it sounded like your family already knew the situation. They know you. You didn't have to explain yeah. yourself. If if you went to your room or if you went, you know, somewhere else, they they weren't going to bug you. They already knew that you needed your time to yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Any any tools like journaling, painting? Oh yeah, journaling drawing. for sure. Yeah, you did. Yeah, if you read, if you saw my journals, like they are. I have no idea how to explain it. I'm like, wow, I was really, um, I was really negative and like, and really angry in this journal. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of therapeutic to me, like writing, like journaling on my laptop because I couldn't write at that time. Like my writing was so off because I just, my coordination was off. So the journal I used to write in, like physically, I, I just had to type because it was just too slow. Mm. yeah yeah so journaling family yeah journaling pillar. helps and some meditation helps but I did I didn't do meditation like in the earlier years I only do it now okay <laughs> now now I have learned like the art of meditation yeah and wow. now there are like plenty of apps and, and recommendations that are really good and some podcasts I listen to that really help like okay yeah um, overcome any, all, the, all these like obstacles yeah yeah any any podcast yeah. you think on yeah. top of your head that um, may help others yeah I listen to the minimalist okay have you heard of them yeah 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 so it's these like two guys and they just talk about life and, and they interview uh, people from all walks of life and they just they talk about depression they talk about stress and how to let go Hence the name minimalist, like how to let go and not hoard. Okay. What do you, I mean, you've come a long way. I mean, I can see you and you're moving around, you're, you're happy, you're more positive. <laughs> what, how did you go from where you were to being negative, wanting to be alone and journaling to where you're at now? You're exercising. I see yeah. your Instagram, you're, you're eating better. Um, I guess like with the support of family and then eventually my friends, um, I think it took like, I took it step by step. I took it day by day. Um, like I started journaling a lot. I really committed to like my journal because it, it became like my best friend expressing all my anger. I'm like, oh, I can't drive. I want to go to on a I feel like a beer and I want to go to a bar and like de-stress, but I can't because I'm stuck at home, a psychological thing. So I had to kind of like force myself to be convinced that I'm better, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So there was a mental component Sometimes to there'll it. be days where you have to like convince yourself because there's no one, no one else is around you to, to do it. Yeah. Yeah, because you are in your own mind and you're just thinking with your thoughts all day, and that's so dangerous if you were to think the wrong way. Yeah, 
Yeah, so, so you had to build yourself up mentally. I had to build too. myself just like mentally. And, and I don't want to, I want to be like the positive person I used to be. I don't want to be in this like, right? I don't want to be stuck in a rut. I need to get out of it. How do I get out? I need to do things. I need to eat better. I need to sleep better. I need to take my medication. I need to talk to people. I need to socialize, use my brain and um, exercise my brain. That's what, um, yeah, those were my thoughts. And those thoughts, of course, like there are some days you'll slip and you get emotional and you're like oh man I used to do this and now I can't do it as good as I used to do it before so there'll be a lot of like comparison to the past and what you can I cannot do now so I stopped thinking about what I couldn't couldn't do anymore and I just I just faced it I'm like you know what now I can't play like American pool anymore I can't compete like professionally anymore because I've lost like my coordination and I'm just not good at it anymore. So I need to, I need to focus like elsewhere, somewhere where, you know, um, I enjoy uh, like helping people. So Crystal Bell, it sounds like you were a pool shark. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to be. <laughs> wow. Um, that's yeah. amazing. That's, that, that, that does take a lot of coordination, but it sounds like yeah. you found a substitute to yeah my substitutes uh i guess it's just like uh just helping people like whoever i can help i, I will like just do what i can that makes people feel happy and makes me feel happy too you know like uh, yeah just to help out yeah it sounds like you've done a lot of of that heavy lifting of what do i need to do to get oh, better yeah. I had to do my homework and I'm still doing my homework every day. Like I'm still going through the mental, the mental work every day because it doesn't go away. You know, your, your problem will not go away. Like it doesn't, how to say, yeah, things don't like happen overnight. It doesn't disappear like that. So it's like constant work. Every day you wake up, uh, as soon as your, your mind, uh, turns on you have to already start working on positivity and like oh no I feel so crap today because I've got lupus no I'm not going to tell myself that I'm going to tell myself like I'm going to try like whatever I feel now I'm just going to ignore it and just like make a cup of coffee right now straight away I'll just like take myself to the kitchen forget about all the joint aches and all that and just focus on like what I'm going to do for the day mm. focus on work or whatever I've like uh, work I have left to do, I'll do it. Yeah, listen to a podcast, uh, meditate later throughout the day. Yeah. Well, so it sounds like you have a routine. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to like shake it up a little because I don't want to be. I don't want it to be too robotic as well. So I, I try to like one day I cook something and then the next day I I order delivery and. Some days I read, some days I listen to podcasts, and then, but I do my yoga every day. That's what, um, that's what has helped me, I think. Yeah. So is yoga different from your meditation or they're one in the same? Um, so it? yoga and it's, it's more like, it depends on my mood because mm -hmm. I can't, I can't really commit all the time to, for example, if I want to do meditation every day, 
I probably I don't do meditation every day. I just I do yoga every day. That's the one okay. I only commit. I'm only, sorry, I'm only committed to yoga for now. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty new to it because um, I'm more yoga is really not my thing to be honest. But but I have like so much respect for it now. Now that I'm trying to get into it because. It really has like balanced my body and my mind, and uh, it, it really calms me down, and that's what I need. Mm. I've been doing like the wrong workouts, which I which I loved, which was like boxing and Muay Thai, and that was really like vigorous. These are like vigorous um, workouts, and it takes a toll on your your joints and your body. So I started feeling like joint aches and stuff uh, after like, boxing sessions and I felt like I feel so good after I, I go boxing and stuff but it's just why do I um but there's a like a calm down time after like an hour I feel my body just crashes it's the wrong kind of energy I needed I think and I thought it was good for me so yeah I had to explore I had to do like various kinds of workouts to just see which one um, really sustainable for me in the long run and I think yoga is like my answer <laughs> yeah yeah well it sounds like you did explore and, and oh, try yeah, to figure did, out what yeah. what you needed and because I was, I was kind of like stubborn I was like no I like boxing so <laughs> it has to work out for me you know? yeah my cycle was like on for two weeks and that's crazy you know mm. that's like so much it that's not healthy so I was like what's going on like my body is definitely acting up. I don't know what's uh, what to do. I need to balance it out. I need to slow down. I need to like respect my body and give it the the rest it needs. And so, finding these substitutions, being open to trying to find different ways to exercise. Why was exercise so important to you? Or why mm -hmm. is exercise so important to you? I think it's a, it's important to me because it makes me feel good when I when I sweat. I feel like I I've let something negative out, like all the negativity, like throughout the day. The day I've like kind of somehow let go of it. And if I don't work out for the like on Monday, let's say if I don't work out, I'll be like, oh no, but I didn't let something go. I just kept telling myself that, and I'm trying to practice now to not think like that because. Mm -hmm. I need to know when to rest. Then when I really couldn't take it anymore, I had like such bad joint aches and stuff. I went to the hospital because um, I was, I was like bleeding too much from my menstrual cycle. Yeah. So that became a problem to look at. And uh, yeah, that led to like a whole lot of other stuff. Like I had to do surgery. To, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry you had to go through tests. that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's finding that balance. And I'm glad that you brought that up. That you know, with women, now yeah. I mean, what we have our our cycles, but if we have other conditions like lupus, on top of it, having yeah. that balance of not overexertion can really, I mean, we're all about the these cycles, you know. The, you yeah, know, for sure. And so, really paying attention to how we feel and having the right amount of, of vigor 
And because yeah. any type of uh, what we're going through is already stressed. We already have the, the lupus. And yeah. then with exercise, that's stress. So finding that balance like you have with yoga or anything, meditation, anything that helps. Yeah, I had to like, yeah, I had to work hard for it. Like we all have to work hard to to notice, not notice these things because they're not going to just uh, like appear like on the wall. Like this is what you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you have to like find out, you have to like find out and like, and like search high and low for it. You might fail some days, but then um, at least you'll find out eventually like what works for you, what doesn't, you know? Um, yeah. But the journaling part, that probably saved my life. I must say that's like, yeah, that's like the top. What else I do? I would also like, like deliberately plan social hangouts and stuff. Like just go out with friends that weren't, I weren't like, I was not close to on purpose because I wanted to like challenge myself mm -hmm. to feel uncomfortable and to find my way out of the, out of that discomfort. So that was kind of like a mini challenge for me. And because I'm quite introverted by nature. Well, thank you for coming out of your shell and have, um, being on this podcast with me. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It takes a, it takes some time to like develop an open mind. It takes a lot of like, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's like a, you have to commit to opening your mind. Like you can't just say today, I'm going to open my mind and tomorrow I'm going to come back and it's going to still going to be open. No, it's going to be closed because tomorrow you're going to feel differently. Different things are going to happen around you. The situation changes. So you need to be prepared for change as well and not expect the same thing over and over again. I had no choice. I just had to like constantly challenge myself. And that was my technique from, I mean, that was my strategy to get out of the rut mm. for, for, for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I mean, and I think finding the right strategy, something that you feel semi-comfortable with where you're in yeah. a situation that won't cause a panic attack, but at the same time, you're like, okay, well, I'm yeah. gonna use my brain and use my own knowledge, my skills to figure things out. And- Yeah, also a lot of, of course, YouTube. YouTube has helped like immense, like, like experiment again. Yeah. Okay, so constant experimentation, yeah. fasting, doing- That's definitely like a big thing. Yeah. I love to experiment. Well, it sounds like it. You're, you experiment yeah. with the exercise, you experiment with um, your, your eating and different, you know, yeah, you said like, you're... Yeah, because the doctors are not going to help me. They're not going to give me an answer. So I have to, I have to discover for myself. Yeah. So it sounds like there's not too many resources where you live as far as for lupus, lupus. Oh yeah. It's support. a, it's a really new thing in Malaysia and Asia. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's growing more common. Like I do hear like people in Indonesia, they have lupus, but they don't know what it is. It took them like, they're like 10 years behind. So now they're only taking steroids for their, to, to suppress their lupus. But I was taking steroids like 10 years ago because Malaysia and Indonesia, even though they're like two hours apart, it's like a, it's like a whole like world of knowledge apart. Like, Mm -hmm. they're so backward so uh, I told my my friends to just come to fly to Malaysia and like go see the doctors here because they're more reliable and they have the proper tests and everything to get you started on your um, 
your symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. What What else do you feel has helped you? Because um, I, I know you go gone gone. You know, the system that we're in, U.S. and Malaysia and Indonesia, it sounds like they're all yeah. different. Yeah. Sure. What are you doing now to take care of yourself um, as far as medical um, treatments and seeing the rheumatologist? Yeah, aside from like uh, workouts and meditation, the common stuff, um, I've been like going to see this, it's called visceral manipulation. It's a hands-on technique that they use to um, help your internal organs because they believe that your organs are sometimes they're they're shoved they, they move around i mean okay. not to say a move around your body freely but they tend to you tend to nudge it sometimes for example if you like you bend to like crack your back or something then your kidney kind of like is not in place anymore so visceral manipulation they they put your organs back in place so the circulation will flow properly and it will like cure like issues like abdominal pain, constipation, indigestion, and all these things that, all these everyday um, issues that arise that we experience too. So it's kind of, um, that's just like a, a bit of information on it, but it's super interesting and I'm, I'm pretty like uh, intrigued by it. So I've been seeing this uh, specialist for two months now. Yeah. And um, I think um not what sure have you noticed? psychological again but i think it's i think it's helping yeah oh good and and where where I, do I you feel in, this difference so i feel the difference by like the movement i feel like i can walk properly like i can use my um because i have issues walking on my left side so when i walk i have to like really check out i need to see what i'm like stepping on so um so i noticed the difference maybe two weeks later after my treatment mm, okay. it wasn't like instant it was like like uh yeah eventually i eventually like noticed the difference um when i was walking a lot um during my trip i, I went for a holiday somewhere with my family and i was walking a lot i had to walk down like steps and usually i need like a railing some support but this time I could do it without the support so I was like this is weird and my sisters were like why are you walking so fast down the stairs oh wow like how could you do that I was like I'm like what do you mean they're like how come you're walking so fast down the stairs like usually you just take your time and you need the you need support so I was like okay so it could be the visceral manipulation I'm not sure or it could just be me um just me um, persuading, I mean, convincing myself that it's the visceral manipulation. Uh, well, thank you for it's sharing that It's a really new technique, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of it, and I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. Anything else you can think of that um, you're doing differently? Yeah, bone broth, I mean, that, that's that been around for, like, centuries. So. But, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it has helped me. I'm new to it, and I, I love bone broth. So, like, uh... so our last questions. Okay. What advice would you give a newly diagnosed person with lupus? Okay, that's a that's a good question. <laughs> um, I would say really go easy on yourself. Don't beat yourself up in your journey. Like I, 
that's what I did wrong. I, I feel like that's what really um, affected me. I was really like, there was a lot of negative self-talk because I didn't know how to deal with this, all these uh, underlying symptoms that were happening to me. I didn't know what was going on. So I think now today with technology, we can be more informed. We can make more informed decisions. We can be proactive. We can prepare. So always maybe strategize to train your mind to think positive. But if you're just like, no, you know what? I'm not going to get lupus, get the best, I mean, get the better of me. So I'm going to. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing. I try to avoid thinking um, negative whenever I can. It does creep up on you, but. I just try to avoid it and negative people too. There's so many of them. It seems like you did pull yourself out of that since you were journaling and yeah, that has been the biggest aspect of your recovery where you're at now is the positive mindset. And, and if you can go back and give your oh, yeah. younger self a piece of advice, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself to stop. So stop like drinking so much and stop like resorting to all these temporary temporary relief that will only like will only hurt you in the long run mm. so uh i would i don't know i wouldn't like i'll tell myself like to just go easy on yourself because you know there's like a long journey ahead of you and you need to survive it so no point rushing and yeah. take your time, calm yourself down, get yourself together and just walk through this like properly along the way. You'll find people that might help your journey. You might find a cure. Um, you never know, you know? So I wish I had known this when I was doing all these things, uh, you know, when I was yeah. young. Yeah. And what is, What's your biggest challenge that you're facing now and how are you tackling it? Um, challenges. I would say it's, it's more like uh, work. I feel like every time, if I join like a nine, to, a nine to five, like a corporate company, they want, in Malaysia, it's a bit different maybe, the work culture here. They're more like, it's not nine to five. It's more like nine to whatever time because we're paying you you know, mm, whenever so, you're done. Yeah, exactly. Like whenever the client is done, that's when you sleep. I'm just, mm. yes. Yeah, so now I'm like remote working. I do um, some social media management and it's, it's good. It's easy. It's, um, it's not so stressful. So I don't experience like any flare ups or anything, you know, cause that's like the number one thing for me now. The priority is myself, my health. Yeah. And I need to do whatever it takes, even if it's like a, a lower pay, you know, pay, that's not going to help. That doesn't affect me. It's okay. You know? Yeah. I don't care about earning more. Like I'm not at that. I don't even care about money to be honest. Like, cause money can, can't even like cure me. So yeah, you're, you're always going to have. Yeah. You always have this like, autoimmune seed in you, you know? Yeah. So it sounds like being healthy every day, not having these yeah. flares because of work is worth not having that money. 
yeah, especially when you get older, you tend to realize, you know, all those things that you focused on back in the day, like career and yeah, you were so like career driven and you wanted to make more, you know, when I look at all my friends, they just want to like make more, spend more. That's not my, that's not my, the kind of life that I can live now. And to be honest, if I was given the choice, I wouldn't want it at, at the same time. Yeah. What yeah. keeps you motivated during the hard times, you know, especially when like oh, not too long ago, you, before you quit your job, what, what kept you going when you were having those flares and yeah. Um, or when you have a bad day. My, my friends, my family, engaging with humans, other humans, <laughs> other than my dog or my cat, you know, it, it they're helps. cute by the way. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. People don't realize how um, animals play such a major role in this. <laughs> they do. They do, yeah. I yeah, mean, they do. There's a reason I, for animal therapy, like you said. Yeah, like my dog, like he knows all my secrets. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's my go-to. There he's we just go. There. He has no choice. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it helped pay for, for these things. These things are it's priceless. Like, you have to do the work. You have to take responsibility for your issues and on days where it gets too much and it feels too much sometimes just have to take a step back and tomorrow is going to be a new day you know um yeah I've been trying to do that because I I tend to I like to do everything in one go and um and I realized that about myself and that was actually making me really tired and exhausted the cause of my exhaustion so I had to like really slow down. I get really carried away and I'm like, oh, but today was not productive day. And I start beating myself up and say, yeah, I'm so, I should not think that way. I should go easy on myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we have a lot in common and I would love to oh, keep in oh, touch yeah. with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because yeah, so, I just feel like since, um, how to say, since I cannot do a lot of things now, I need to like compensate, you know? I, I feel mm -hmm. like that's what I'm doing. So yeah. once you're like aware of what you're doing, you tend to like, okay, this is why I'm doing it. I try to ask myself why is it to feel better? Like I'm a more, I'm seeking validation that I'm, I'm worthy yeah, or something, you know? Yeah. Cause I, I, I've lost all these, like, uh, I've lost my co slight coordination. So I can't do all these other things. So now I need to create new things that I can do properly, like with perfection. And that's the wrong way of looking at it. Yeah. 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 It's going back to being kind to yourself. Really one of the, the most important things you can do for yourself. And it sounds like that's what you're doing. You quit your job. You're... Yeah, I had to. I mean, of course, it wasn't as easy as just like quitting my job like overnight. It took a lot of thought. Like, do I need this job? Like, how long more do I need this? How long more can my health take it? But after that panic attack, like it was like a sign for me that this is not the job for you. Because if you work somewhere for like to make sure work is making you, um, is maintain helping you maintain your health mm -hmm. and not like complete not another relapse, not giving you another relapse. Yeah, not draining you and not yeah, causing it a flare. Like an, it takes sometimes it takes an illness for you to really think out of the box. I feel or find ways for yourself, be determined to like work 
for your life, you know, for your happiness. I'm glad I started the Instagram because if not, I wouldn't have met you. So, <laughs> you know, these are things, these are like little things that work up to something and it doesn't have to be anything big. It's just, you know, it makes you happy, you know, to connect with like-minded people. They have been to like similar experiences because you can't talk to normal people anymore about these things. They won't understand. Yeah. It's not their fault, you know? Yeah. So, um, well, I'm glad that we connected and I look forward to more conversations and, you know, not only the podcast, but Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. I enjoyed interviewing Christabel and I hope you did too. She shows such strength with her open mind and putting on a positive attitude and experimenting. To learn more about her journey, please check out the links below. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow or subscribe to the show. If you have time, leave a rating and review and share the episode with fellow autoimmune warriors so they too can have hope and be stronger than autoimmune. Thank you for your support. Until next time.